Wait, I don't have a camera. <laughs> I'm Alex. I got my camera. I gotta go take a picture of the flag. I used to work at Starbucks. <laughs> well, I'm Surmer. I got a skateboard, and I like to wear thrift store clothes. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm Fogel. Let's let's talk about sports. <laughs> oh, roll the music, me. Gosh, Jake, Jake, and Alex, you guys sound a lot different this week. Well, I have a big surprise for you. We're not Jake, Jake, and Alex. Uh, I'm Lizzie Siles, editor-in-chief of The Vedette. I'm Andrea Ricker, features editor. I'm Grace Kinnicott, one of the two news editors. And, you know, we just gave our official titles, but you may know us better as the hosts of the very popular podcast, mm-hmm. Tea Time. <laughs> But we've decided this week we're going to do something different, and we're going to swap with the Rose Session boys, so you can hear them on Friday, tea-timing it up, (laughs) but today we have the coffee. So, where'd we get our coffee from, girls? We went to Coffee House in Uptown Normal. Love that place. I love it. The vibes are just immaculate. Mm. It's just so, like, (laughs) aesthetically pleasing in there. I didn't know they redid it. Yeah, they Mm -hmm. reorganized it. Yeah. I, that might be for social distancing purposes. Oh, probably. But the art on the walls is always my yeah. favorite part of it. Um, so I got a latte. I got a latte. Nice. Um, I just got a plain iced coffee with cream and caramel. Well, very nice. And you know what? I've already had a couple sips before we started this podcast, Same. and I just Me want too. you all to know it's excellent. Please go to the coffee house. It is a great local business. And it's also owned, the person who owns the coffee house also owns Butter, the thrift store. Hmm. And I love, I love yeah, I love butter. Love butter. So here's a sip to butter. Cheers to butter. Cheers <laughs> to butter. And while you're taking a sip of your coffee, I'm going to take a look at our front page. In case you haven't picked up a paper yet, the front page is kind of the end to what's been a three-week election saga here at the Vedette. Um, in case you didn't know, <laughs> Joe Biden won the election. I don't mean to laugh at you if you didn't know, but come on, I mean, man. It's you been a probably few days. Know. You had to know. I, I, know. I would hope that a random podcast isn't how you're finding out that Joe <laughs> Biden won. Yeah, truly. Especially because, like, the website that the podcast is on has, like, has stuff about it. <laughs> but, you know, people find things out in different ways. Um, but the kind of theme that we get from the reactions is that, you know, yeah, people are happy. Uh, that this has happened, but there is, and this is on the front cover, there is still a lot of work to be done. So fun fact, uh, Grace Kinnicutt here wrote the cover story. So in lieu of a morning wake-up call, I just want to talk to you about your cover story and how you kind of pulled that together. Uh, Yes. Let me get into it. (laughs) It's really, um, it's just reactions to Biden and Harris winning. A lot, most of the people were, I mean, they were just happy to have a moment. It was like a big sigh of relief. Just, I mean, all we saw all summer long and even the past four years was protest after protest, which, I mean, that's how you make your voice heard and stuff. But it's just a big moment of, like, just a weight off your shoulders just so you know, like, the next four years can go in a good way now. So a lot of people were just, they settled for Biden. Which mm-hmm. is fair. I mean, you want 
the lesser of two evils, and I'm pretty sure someone even said, he's the lesser of two evils, I mean. Mm-hmm. I think that's actually, mm-hmm. that is one of them right yeah. yeah, Yeah. And I know there were, one person did say where um, they didn't vote for Biden, but yes, they yeah. were excited to see what the next four years would bring. Um, that's actually something I wanted to ask you about, because... Uh, it's no surprise that college campuses and younger people in general tend to be very liberal. So mm-hmm. I was wondering, was mm-hmm. it a little hard to find someone who didn't vote for Biden? It honestly was, because I was like, I don't really know anyone. I mean, there's a few people I know who would probably skew more conservative, but they didn't vote for Trump or a third party. They voted for Biden. So I was like, I need to find someone. And I threw mm-hmm. it in like a little news features group chat. And it was actually one of our reporters, Eric. One of his roommates, he asked, and that's what the... I don't know what his roommate voted for. He didn't clarify it, and I was like, like, well, I'm not going to ask if he doesn't want to say it. Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. I thought it was just a good little thing because there's still people out there who didn't vote for Biden, and it's like, Mm -hmm. what do they think of it? Absolutely, and they have a reaction, too. And, I mean, you see from Trump himself a bit of an an extreme reaction um, in (laughs) in the vein of, like, it's an election fraud. But you know that that might not be how the everyday person feels mm-hmm. about it. So, I was, mm-hmm. yeah, I was really surprised to, like, be able to find that voice. Cause, I was trying. Yeah. I was like, I really need, even if it's just one, just one voice that says, oh, I didn't vote for him, but I'm happy to see what he does, or, like, I just didn't vote for him, and this mm-hmm. is how I feel. Right. I mean, that brings that objectivity in yeah. there, which is so important. Um, yeah. You mentioned how a lot of people just felt like it was a sigh of relief, um, and that really ties in well to Andrea, your column, Yeah, uh, which was all about... The differences between November 2016, between mm-hmm. November now. So, you know, tell me, how are you feeling? I think, like, saying that it's a sigh of relief is, like, the perfect way to describe it. Because it did, it just felt like, I don't know. Like, it felt like I had just, like, this weight and it was just finally lifted. It was just, like, and I think I said in my column that the weight is longer than just election week. This weight feels like it's just been four years in the making. Mm-hmm. And it was just finally, it was just good to know, like, here, like, what I can expect for the next four years. Um, And I talked about it in my column. Um, I'm from, like, a small town outside of Decatur, which is an hour south of here. Um, Decatur's not super small, but the town that I'm from is, like, a lot smaller. And I went to school with, like, there were under 300 students in my whole high school. And it was very, like, conservative-leaning, which is, like, fine. But I just remember, like... Because we found out the results on election night in 2016, so I remember going to school the next day, and my friends and I were just upset because, for us personally, we didn't think that um, Trump really reflected our concerns and for, like, certain minority groups that we were in. Um, But it was just, it was so, like, I'll never forget that day in high school because I had students who would tape they took two Trump yard signs around them like a shirt. Oh, wow. Um, they would run through the halls yelling oh, wow. Trump train at, like, anyone who walked by. And it was just, like, it was kind of like if you were visibly upset, they, like, made fun of you for it. Um, um, and so, like, just comparing that to seeing, like, a lot of these big cities just celebrating and, like, just out in the street, like, you know, having, like, little parades and just big celebrations. It was just... It was nice to see that it wasn't, like, I I didn't feel scared knowing the election results this time around. I just felt like, like, okay, like, 
you know, just, it was just a sigh of relief. Like that's just the best way to talk about it. Yeah, absolutely. The most, um, the most heartwarming thing I saw from those kind of little celebrations was when mm-hmm. people would cheer postal workers. Cause they, yeah. Yeah. I was like, yeah. Oh, I'm so glad they got the recognition they deserve. Cause, Oh man, that had to be so rough. Uh-huh. I love the United States postal workers. They're literally the backbone of our nation. They kind of are. I, I make, love them. I make efforts to like write and send letters and snail mail just because I think it's great. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love personal mail. But, okay, this um, is kind of going with Andrea's column. Yeah. When like you mentioned how it was just a big sigh of like relief, especially when we finally have a president who will more than likely address more of the concerns. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys saw it, but I think it was... Um, I want to say it was Van Jones from CNN. It was a little clip of him, and he was mm-hmm. like, today it's just easier to be a woman, a Muslim, just a minority, a person of color in this country. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I was like, I was like in full tears watching it, because I was like, you're so right! Well, yeah. and it's so... I think that's so based around this idea that was pushed a lot during the campaign, which was the silent majority. Mm-hmm. And I can't mm-hmm. imagine, you know, I'm... I'm just a woman, but I'm nowhere near as marginalized as other people yeah. in this mm-hmm. country. And so, like, to be a minority and to have this idea constantly given to you that there is a silent majority who either openly supports someone who hates you or openly hates you, I mean... Mm-hmm. It's frustrating. Frustrating and exhausting. And so, you know, and it's mentioned several times in here that, yeah, this isn't the end-all be-all, this isn't the the solving of all the problems, but for a lot of people, it just feels like... A step in the right direction. Yes, absolutely. Um, A couple other things I want to mention election-wise. Saturday, there was a rally in McLean County that was a Farewell 245, that's what it was called on the Mm -hmm. Facebook invite. And there was one person I saw, she's a McLean County community member, Alora Swick, and I I liked what she said in the article, because it kind of... I just kind of resonated with it. Um, uh, she does. So there's a paragraph that says, Swick is relatively new to the voting and election process. She reflected on her impressions of modern-day politics in the last two election cycles in 2016 and 2020. Quote, at first, I wasn't sure if this is just what it's like or if this is so out of the norm. It's been kind of trial by fire in that respect. And that's kind of the realization I've come to mm-hmm. in the past couple of days is I have spent my formative years as a young adult and as a journalist kind of in this you know trump aside this political climate and it's a almost a weird new landscape Mm -hmm. you know i mean for a lot of journalists i imagine january the way they cover the white house will change just by circumstance yeah you know Mm -hmm. and it makes you wonder like going forward like thinking four more years like I don't, I don't, we can't even think that far ahead if Biden wants to like re- go for re election or whatever. But it's like, is there still going to be that like same amount of like tension and pressure for like the next presidential election, mm-hmm. depending on who the candidates are? Like, I don't know. I, I honestly, I don't see, I don't know what to expect either because I know having someone like Trump in office and run, mm-hmm. it didn't really, it just, honestly showed more how divided our nation is like mm-hmm. it didn't make it more it just showed how divided we have been mm-hmm. and i think it's going to take a lot especially for new people to come in it's going to take a lot to try and work get everyone to work together mm-hmm. right and that's um i think it, this wasn't the editorial but last week i just kind of going forward 
a lot of people have mentioned how now is the time to like forgive and move on, but I almost think that would be doing everyone a disservice. I mean, we have to really reconcile with what's happened mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in the past. I like, mean, not even four years. Things that have been dozens of years in the making. You know oh, what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah. It's a it's a huge time of self reflection for the whole nation, and we have to figure out. Where do we go from here? Yeah, mm-hmm. truly, where do we go from here? One more thing. We have an excellent editorial from Darnisha Mitchell all about how the Biden win would have been impossible without black mm-hmm. voters, especially mm-hmm. black women. I mean, look at Georgia is a perfect example. Oh, yeah. Like, they helped flip Georgia. Absolutely. And one of the people she mentions is um, Stacey Abrams' work in Georgia. Oh, mm-hmm. phenomenal. Yeah. Phenomenal yeah. job. Getting Absolutely. people registered and getting out to vote. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's literally, literally game-changing. Oh, yeah. it is. Yeah. Um, one of the things, though, she mentioned, which goes along with this theme of, like, there is still so much work to do. Um, this is from the editorial. Switching political parties in the White House doesn't erase the systemic racism that runs rampant in this country. Everyone must keep their foot on the gas when it comes to addressing racism, anti-blackness, and countless other issues that impact other groups of people to create the change needed in this country and hold those in power accountable. We still have work to do. Uh, and it, it just was a, it's a great read. It's very mm-hmm. powerful. And it's, there's another part where she says that, like, you know, America cannot consistently depend on, you know, black people mm-hmm. and black advocate and advocates, um, activists to kind of bring these issues to light and change them, you know. But it was, it's just a really good read. Mm-hmm. Those always make you think about kind of your place and what you're doing to change things. Moving on from that, that kind of wraps up the election stuff, which took mm-hmm. up a huge part of the paper. Uh, one of the things, it's actually funny, it's mentioned in the article, uh, tomorrow, Wednesday, is Veterans Day. And due to COVID and a couple other things, unlike usual, there won't be a Veterans Day ceremony mm-hmm. done by ISU. Um, and one of the Oh, ISU history professor Ross Kennedy, uh, he actually says in the article that one of the reasons is because Veterans Day kind of just got washed out by the election, especially Mm -hmm. the fact that it's been extended. Uh, But keep an eye out on uh, thevedetteonline.com for a little editorial uh, commemorating and honoring our veterans. And then the last story I want to talk about, which I'd love to hear your guys' opinions on, Mm -hmm. is... Uh, making bets on next year's rent and how students are kind of hesitant to sign leases for the next year just based on everything that's going on. Uh, And I'd like to know, because we're all seniors, so we don't Mm -hmm. necessarily have to sign leases for here next year, but I'm wondering how COVID is affecting your planning for the next year. As far as, like, I think it's not even, I I think it's not COVID related, but I just don't know what I want to do with my life. (laughs) So that's kind of the thing. Um, but it definitely is something that, like, I'm trying to take in cons- into consideration because I think, like, in a normal year, I'd be like, oh, I can just, you know, set off and go somewhere and get an apartment and, like, find a job. But I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. It's kind of like, this is kind of going off topic, but, like, it's kind of like you have to consider where you're moving to after graduation. Like, do they have really bad COVID cases? Are they, like, I don't know, like, what's their positivity rate and stuff like that? Because, like, Maybe they have, like, maybe they're handling it really well, like, that city, or maybe it's, like, just, like, through the roof, and it's, like, well, I don't know if I want to move there right now. Like, 
Yeah, that's know. a great thing mm-hmm. to consider. And it's definitely something you've never had to think about before. Yeah. You know, what about you, Grace? <laughs> Honestly, I mean, I'd have to go with Andrew on this because, I mean, I've been looking into grad schools. I mean, I probably will, but if they're going to be all online, is it worth it for me to move down there, sign a lease, and pay mm-hmm. to work from my apartment when I can just work from my own home? Mm-hmm. Like, save the money. I guess if I were returning, if I were a returning student at ISU, I would hold out because we still don't know what next year is going to look like, and I would be hesitant. If I didn't sign my lease last year in October before COVID happened, I would have never resigned. Yeah, and yeah. Um, there's always this pressure that you have to resign in October. And you don't. And you, you don't. don't. You mm. really don't. There will still be, you know, okay, fine, maybe it won't be the luxury lodge, but there will still be decent apartments available yeah. come April or May when you feel more comfortable signing. Look, <laughs> like- just take your time. There's no rush. Mm-hmm. It's COVID. I feel like leasing companies would be understanding. Yeah, and, and even in this yeah. article, um, I think it's a SAMI representative. They mentioned that they have been, like, they've implemented certain policies, mm-hmm. you know, because mm-hmm. they know as well as anybody else that you can't predict anything, at least in terms of COVID. But um, across the board in this article, I noticed there were different reactions from students. There are a few who are saying, I'm going to wait to sign my lease. But then there's Mm -hmm. also one person who said that they had re-signed for their apartment. And they're just kind of hoping that COVID will be dealt with by next year, which is very optimistic. That's a great way to look at it, but I don't have that much hope. Yeah. (laughs) Right, yeah. Honestly, though, I feel like if I was coming back for next year, I would sign just because I like having, I mean, financially, it's more responsible if I just would live at home if all Mm -hmm. my classes are online. But I do think like I'm able to like focus more if I'm like away from like my family and like my parents at home. I'm able to just kind of like be in my own space. Mm -hmm. Obviously, that's kind of like a luxury. And especially like kind of a tangent but just like thinking about how like the new like mitigations and everything with like restaurants and bars like I mean like that's like where a lot of like college students work so I don't know like it's just like rent wise because you don't know what like what your job situation will be like either come the next school year like absolutely if you're gonna be able to pay rent or not you know yeah yeah I I kind of agree with your point about the working Mm -hmm. you know from here just to be able to focus um if you have a quiet space in your family's home that will work mm-hmm. well for online class, then I I would say go for it. But, you know, some people just don't have that space or they just know themselves. But, yeah, there's so many factors to consider. Yeah. And just everything is put with this cloud of uncertainty, which mm-hmm. will get better as time goes on. Just, you know, it's going to take a little while. Well, those are the first few pages of our paper, but it is certainly not all of it. Uh, Be sure to pick up a paper or look at our articles online for an in-depth profile on a couple ISU alums who have opened an online boutique Mm -hmm. and two whole pages of sports, which we won't go through because most of it has been covered on our other podcast, uh, The Redbird Report, hosted by sports editors and typical hosts of this podcast, Jake (laughs) Sermersheim and Jake Fogel. Well, ladies, to end this out, I'm going to ask you one more question. How'd you like your coffee? I really liked it. I, I liked it. Yeah. 
I'm a big fan of Coffee House. Me too. They're just so Same. nice. I, I haven't was... been there in a while, though, so it was, it was nice to go back in. Mm-hmm. I used to go there to study all the time. Mm-hmm. It's such a nice little place. But anyway, uh, support local businesses, mm-hmm. and thanks for listening.